Call Limerick today now on 461995. Now, are you just stressed out between family and home, work, friends, your social life, everything that you're expected to pack in all at once? I would suggest that we're probably stressed by different things. Um, I mean, obviously, the area that I focus on most is the workplace. Um, and there are different characteristics of work for people in their 30s or at any age um, these days than there would be 30, 40 years ago. There was probably a lot more job security um, on, on the whole 30 or 40 years ago than there is today. On the other hand, there's probably a lot more opportunities today than there was 30 or 40 years ago. So it's a bit of balance and checks and I think really there's probably not a huge amount more stress today than there was years ago, just a bit of just a different type. Dr Deirdre O'Shea from the University of Limerick chatting on our show about stress at work in your 30s we're now being told we're not moving enough, our diet choices aren't good, our work-life balance is often very bad. If you're trying to run a household, work, raise young children and keep uh, up with everything going on, then the latest research uh, that has come out isn't going to help your frame of mind um, at the moment, uh, but someone who might be able to help you is mindfulness expert and friend of the Limerick Today Show, Paddy Brosnan, who's on the line. Good morning to you, Paddy. How are you? Good morning, Joe, and Happy New Year. I think I can still say Happy New Year, can't I? Of course you could say Happy New Year. Any time uh, of the year, I'd be happy to... Uh, I also uh, think yeah. I'm going to call you Brooks. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> You've no idea. That has made my day, if nothing else. There you go. I can leave. <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> Uh, this um, study says, uh, the latest one, that 70% of employees experience stress at work. I mean, that is a big figure, isn't it? It is. Now, I suppose uh, the reason why all of these studies are happening at the moment is because something called burnout has been uh, included or is um, lined up for inclusion in something called the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, which is a big book that... Uh, clinicians around the world use for, um, to categorise mental disorders. So on the back of that, I think uh, we're getting a lot of reports and studies, some of them being regurgitated about stress. Um, and stress and burnout, of course, are, 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 are two different things. One is, is, is causational to the other, but they're not the same thing. But 70% of people suffering from stress is, is a, more than likely a self-reported figure as well, Joe. Um, and when we actually asked somebody or asked the majority of people what stress is, um, it be- <laughs> um, the answer can be everything from... Well, it's you easy know, you should say, say that because, you know, <clears throat> I, I was coming in yesterday morning mm-hmm. in the car and I probably wasn't feeling what I would define as stressed. Mm-hmm. I was coming in this morning at pretty much the same time with the same time scale but there were just a couple of things, a couple of delays at roundabouts I wouldn't expect and there was a bit of roadworks going on and suddenly I'm in the car using language that I certainly wouldn't use on the air. So was I stressed one day or not stressed the other or what? No, you were you, you were annoyed one day and not annoyed the other day. <laughs> okay. You were, you were just a bit grumpier this morning, Joe. <laughs> no, Paddy, doesn't sound like me. But, but, but seriously, what, what is the difference then between that and actually being stressed? Well, stress is, um, stress is too much. So too much pressure, 
too much uh too much too many physical demands too many mental demands stress is is too much but what stress really is is the body's reaction to um to what's happening around it so if you think of um you know it's that classic uh fight flight or freeze response and it's it's the body's way of the, of of responding to any kind of demand or any kind of threat so anytime you sense danger, um, your body is stressed. And it's stressed because of the, um, you, you know, what, what the automatic response that it goes into, and then it dumps all sorts of cortisol and um, all the other stress hormones like uh, adrenaline into the body, your heart pounds faster, muscles tighten, breath quickens, all that sort of stuff. So that's stress. And actually, stress in the right amount is good for us. So... I would assume, even for an absolute consummate professional like you, Joe, that just before that red light comes on, you get a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. And you need a little bit of that or else you wouldn't perform. You simply wouldn't do the job to the standard that you do it at. So a little bit of stress is good for us. It motivates us. The problem is, is when stress becomes prolonged and overactive. So when we're constantly in the stress state. So the stress state was essentially just there to protect us from danger, immediate danger. So 100,000 years ago, when we saw a lion moving in a bush, it was a really good idea to have all the blood pumped to our muscles, our heart beat faster, our oxygen intake increase, our breath quicken so that we get the hell out of there. The problem is, of course, that the brain is useless at distinguishing between real danger and um, sort of... um, um, non-threatening danger. So, you know, when we're late for a deadline or when the boss calls us into the office, you know, we're not actually in real danger there, but the response is the same. The stress response is induced and then the the, 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 the physical response is the same. Right. Now, when, we, when we're constantly in that state, we now have chronic stress and when we have uh, chronic and excessive stress, we are now in burnout. Okay. Uh, we will uh, continue our chat with Paddy Brosnan. He's a mindfulness uh, expert. Uh, let's hear a little on the stress front more of what Dr. Deirdre O'Shea from UL has been saying to us. The important thing about stress is that it's a perception. Um, and as a perception, it means that some people will find one situation stressful, like being in traffic sometimes, and other people won't find it stressful. Um, so stress is really a, a perception that we can't cope at that particular time with whatever is going on for us. We used to think of, you know, people being stressed as opposed to a person being stressed on different days. And that's really important. Some days we get up in the morning, the sun is shining, nothing will stress us out. Other times we get up and we go, what's different than yesterday? Today I'm stressed. And that's really important um, to consider is that there are fluctuations across days, across times in the day when we may feel more or less stressed. One of the big factors with regard to that is things like sleep and sleep quality. If we've slept well the night before, well, then we have enough energy to actually go about our day or go about the things that we have to do in our day. Um, If we've had a very busy time in the last few weeks or even in the previous few days, well, we don't have as much energy because we've used it up a bit. Um, So stress fluctuates across the day and across the week. Um, There's a very... um, interesting phenomenon called the weekend effect whereas where we feel less stressed as it comes towards the weekend and then of course um, on a Monday we have the Monday blues or whatever you want to call it or Sunday evening sometimes as well
That's Dr. Deirdre O'Shea from UL and we're chatting to mindfulness expert Paddy Brosnan about this um, this morning. And again, presumably because uh, of the real dangers that used to exist for human beings, as you say, when the lion turned up, it developed in such a way because we didn't have time to consider whether this was real danger or perceived danger in, in those days. And that's why, as you say, we're not good at distinguishing between being attacked by a lion and being called into the office by the boss. I mean, almost useless um, at at distinguishing between the two. And the response is exactly the same. Which, by the way, just to, you know, uh, um, um, I suppose bring it back to where I come from, that's where mindfulness actually comes in. If you have a mindfulness practice, well, then you get much better at distinguishing between the two and not reacting to the uh, perceived danger and reacting to the danger. And and if somebody (coughs) listening this morning is constantly on edge, um, you know, either consciously, which means that as I say it, they'll realise that does sound like me, or or maybe even worse, subconsciously, um, is is that overactive stress? Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you are are constantly... um, Engaging the stress response, yeah, that is that is that is overactive, and that needs to be looked at um, quickly. But what about the reality? I mean, somebody listening this morning who has all of the responsibilities and pressures uh, that I mentioned a few minutes ago, trying to balance everything between work and you know, the expectations there, a home, kids you know, getting to and from things like crash or school, um, uh, dealing with relatives, um, you know, other family members trying to fit a social life in, maybe, and this can often add to it as well as take away from it, w- wanting to fit in some alone time, some exercise. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are all realities of modern life, aren't they, Paddy? You know? No, absolutely, 100%. The, 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 the difference between... Um, sorry, the... What distinguishes whether those realities cause us stress or not is how we react to them, Joe. Mm. So if we if we take them in our stride and realize that, you know, ha- you know, the kids being two minutes late for school genuinely is not going nobody dies, you know. If we if we understand that um if if I don't know, that dinner doesn't turn out exactly as you planned in your head. It was in your head. You know, there, there, if we can take things a little bit more in our stride, if we can learn to do that, if we react, uh, I suppose, with a little bit more compassion towards ourselves. But Paddy, why that is arise. that so blooming hard for almost all of us? Um, I think, honestly, we expect it to be easy without ever practicing it. So, you know, we expect to be good at this sort of stuff without doing anything to make ourselves good at it. Does that make sense, Joe? Yes, it does, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, another reality is that that's not the way we as humans work. We're, we're not naturally good at very many things, actually. Um, we, we can become good at almost anything we put our mind to, but we're not naturally good at very many things. How has humanity survived at all? <laughs> well, actually... Uh, evolutionary psychologists would tell you that we've survived because of the stress response. Um, so now, we're just good uh, at running away. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, or, or, or staying very quiet. Um, now, now, 
I think most uh, positive psychologists would say, yes, our, my evolutionary colleague is correct. That's why we've survived so far. But now it's in overdrive and we need to shut the damn thing down. Because we have like a, a relaxation response and a stress response. We should be in relaxation response all of the time, practically. The only time we should be in stress response is when there's an actual threat to our safety. The problem is, is we know that uh, from lots of research now that we are in stress response most of the time and in relaxation response little of the time. So we need to learn to flip that. Okay. And that means, unfortunately, and maybe this isn't what people want to hear, working <laughs> at it. Now, you see, that's the thing. There is no... One of the, one of the, one of the really beautiful things about all of the re- this research coming out around stress and about burnout is that um, it's one of the few pieces that have come out recently where there isn't a drug following shortly behind it that can solve it for us. So, yes, unfortunately, um, we are genuinely going to be forced to do something for ourselves on this. And is burnout when you can't cope at all? Burnout is, 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 is almost the opposite to stress, uh, to excessive stress. Uh, excessive stress is an over, uh, sorry, excessive stress even is an overload of everything. So you have, you know, everything is, is, is go, go, go. Um, so it's too much. There's too many pressures, too much mental activity. That's what excessive stress is. Uh, burnout is where you don't have enough of anything. So you don't have enough mental capacity to even cope. You don't have enough energy to do anything. It's just complete, utter exhaustion and just that feeling of not caring. Right. So you That's would say burnout. to a listener this morning, obviously something like mindfulness, which you're an expert in yourself, mm-hmm. but also creating a schedule one way or the other to give you some space to to uh, engage in activities that help you on the road to a more balanced, relaxed state. You're, you're always going to feel stress in the modern world. That's just the yep. reality of the way it's set up, yep. unfortunately. Yeah, and look, at I mean, um, sometimes I think just, just a little dose of reality really goes a really long way. So, like, when you, when you are sitting there and you're feeling stressed, as soon as you can, because you're not always capable of doing it in that moment, but as soon as you can, ask yourself, was that really worth getting worked up over, whatever it was? And it very seldom is, you know? Um, really, really, it very seldom is. So try and examine those moments is a really, really, really good idea because then you actually learn how to ignore them or how to react differently to them or better to them. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, like people like me are forever banging on about self-care and even though it sounds really woo-woo and fluffy, you know what? We're now getting to a point where it's almost essential for our mental well-being and for the well-being of those we love and care about because, you know, there's the old saying you can't pour from an empty cup and you just can't. So that that idea of self-care, and I don't care what that looks like to you, if that looks like shutting a door for a half an hour, three times a week, and reading a book, do that. If that means going and getting a massage, if you're very, you know, able, do that. If that means spending time playing with your kids and turning all your phones off, do that. Well, whatever it is, 
do stuff that brings you joy. Do stuff that flips the stress response into the relaxation response where you should be. Get better at being there in relaxation response. Make that your norm. And then you'll never have to worry about stress or burnout. Right. Okay. Well, Penny Brosnan, thank you very much. Mindfulness expert. And thank you. You have given us all some good advice today. And uh, I hope uh, people listening have uh, found that helpful. Call Limerick today now on 461995.